0: You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist.
1: See it because it is
2: very weird.
1: Yeah, very I, weird. yeah. I, I like I said, I'm, I'm shocked. I've never seen this thing in my entire life. I know of its existence, and yeah, I know people, you know, talk about it, especially Harry Dean Stanton's performance in the film. But yeah, I've never sat down and watched the film. So thank you for sending a co- like I did to you to the room. Yeah. Where I was just, I was just like, you're going to watch this thing, damn it. You did the same thing to me. I
2: did. The only difference is you sent me the room, and I sent you a movie
1: on the Criterion
2: Collection. <laughs> so to be really clear about what what really happened here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm very excited to have the room. My collection is pre-made, you know, like pre-built for the room. It should have the room.
1: And don't you love the, the 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 artwork of like the Tommy was so looking like Modoc looking over the city of San Francisco.
2: Just yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very much in line with Permutos um, in that respect. It's like this isn't the movie. Like, what are you doing? This is not the movie.
1: I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the trailer for it, I thought it was a horror film and i still do and i have not <laughs> i was just like oh the room oh and people are like you need to see the room and then i saw it and i was like what is this shit so <laughs> why
2: are we doing this <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey folks welcome to cult cinema catacombs uh again this is may uh cream of the crop month and this month Andy has um chosen for me a film I've never seen before. What what movie is it?
2: So, a movie that's near and dear to my heart and that is uh, Repo Man uh starring um starring Emilio Estevez um starring uh Harry Dean Stanton. It's basically just a who's who of like the best character actors mm-hmm. in in Hollywood cuz Tr- uh Tracy Walter is in it. Uh, Olivia Barish is in it Uh, it's it's just so for me when I saw this movie and I I think I've relayed this story a little bit um, I was in college I you know this was my transitory period between uh, being a good uh, little church going kid and uh, becoming like rockabilly punk rock goth club going like Hard drinking, hard fighting guy. Right. Mm. So, like, this is in that transitory period. There was a theater in Dayton, Ohio, right outside of the Air Force Base called Page Manor, two, three screen cinema, not big, but they did repertory on Saturdays at midnight. So, the, you'd get your obligatory once a month Rocky Horrors. Um, but you'd also get movies like Repo Man, uh, Evil Dead, I saw there, um, you know, a lot of that type of movie. Um, I saw in at that at that theater Repo Man blew me away uh, because a number one, it's a punk rock movie. Like Mm -hmm. not only like like when we talked to Josh, right, not only is that a a a punk rock themed movie where Emilio Estevez plays a punk kid that's also a Repo Man. And the the soundtrack is straight punk Um, fits in really well with our Matthew Lillard (laughs) um, vein of things, Mm -hmm. but it was made in the punk rock style. Like low budget, in and out, shoot, you know, run and gun shooting. Not a lot of money, make it work. Um, But it's sci-fi, it's a um, heist movie, it's a punk rock movie, it's a coming of age movie, and it stars every single great um, character actor of the time. Just, it's so good. I can't wait for you to see this movie. So good.
1: Yeah, and it's like I said, it's like I just said, you know, I I knew of its existence. I've just never had a a chance or just never got around to watch it. And I mean, I, I, when I was in college, I had the same thing. We had a theater that did midnight screenings, you know, besides the obligatory Rocky Horror and uh, the sick and twisted animation festivals that used to go around from Spike and Mike. Um but God, there's a name I haven't thought of in a long time Spike and like, Sick and <laughs> Twisted Animation Festival. Wow. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, this was a regular that they would show along with stuff like Meet the Feebles and Heavy Metal and stuff like that. And I just never got around to watching Repo Man. So uh, even even when they did this Criterion Collection release, which I've heard is a great issue of the film. I still just never did. And so I'm looking forward to finally watching this film. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen like probably clips of it and like clip and like brief clips of it and clip shows from, from like night flight back in the day. Uh, sure. It, it kind of seems like something that night flight would do anyway with the way that you've described this film. Um, yeah it's definitely sounds like it's a much different movie than the one I chose for you. Uh. (laughs) You know,
2: it's, here's the thing is it's, it's a good movie, but it's not a good movie.
0: You know what I mean? So it's it's punk.
2: That's punk right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not an Emilio Estevez movie. It's not young guns or like a, like a red dawn or a breakfast club.
1: I was gonna say I'm not going expecting the mighty ducks. So yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean,
2: <laughs> even for the time, like he was a little older. I think he was trying to do a little more art house at the time because he was breaking out of the um the brat pack kind of era. Um but even that being said, like he Charlie Sheen wasn't doing these movies. Uh maybe a less than zero kind of You know, on the opposite end, like on the flip side of that coin, it might be a comparable, Mm. but this movie's so much better. Like, I I, yeah, I can't. It it. it, I would love to know who you what movies you think were influenced by this movie after you watch this movie.
1: Interesting. Okay.
2: I feel I'm going to put this on the table now. I don't want you to go in colored by this, but I really feel like Pulp Fiction is pretty heavily influenced by Repo Man. And I haven't seen any interviews okay. to, to suggest that, but you'll understand why when
1: you watch it. Okay. Interesting.
2: There's a lot of trivia on IMDb for this movie, by the way. Also, we oh, forgot to imagine. mention in the, in the first part of the first episode um, that the Met Gala. With oh, this let's yeah let's
1: get into that while I the, look
2: at um some trivia. Let's
1: talk about the Met Gala. Let's with,
2: get into the Met Gala.
1: <laughs> they should have known that they were going to get shit for choosing Carl Lagerfeld as their theme because I was just like, um, do you know how many? People of color and overweight people attend the Met Gala, the people that Carl Lagerfeld hated. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I am so happy that the people who attended didn't disappoint me, especially Lizzo. Oh my God. I was so happy with Lizzo. I was happy. Fucking Doja Cat going as Carl Lagerfeld's cat with the makeup and I'm like, nothing can out top this. And then here comes little Nas X. Here comes
2: Jared Leto <laughs> as a full ass Jared furry. Jared Leto as a furry. Full on ass furry. <laughs> and nobody knew who he was. And he was just walking up to people, in the red carpet and taking like, make it in, in their pictures and shit. Like it was a wild Met Gala.
1: Yeah. And then I also loved, um, our, um, the, uh, oh God. This is why I hate about having the stroke is sometimes I forget things. Uh, our beloved Mandalorian. I can't remember his name Pedro right. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Dressing up in Valentino instead of Lagerfeld and having the Lagerfeld uh logo painted on his middle finger nails so that way he could like do the middle <laughs> finger with the Lagerfeld logo on it. I loved it. Uh, I also love that the Valentino outfit that he chose looked a lot like the band, uh, that was trying to extort, um, Mr. Uh, Big Mr. Lebowski in the Big Lebowski. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, I was
1: like, Where's Flea? I was looking for Flea. <laughs> yeah,
2: where, uh, are the, where are the Nihilists at?
1: <laughs> um, but I, there has been some wild Met Galas before, but this one, like I said, I I think what just made it go wilder was the fact that they had the audacity to choose Carl Lagerfeld as oh the theme. I think if they had not chosen Carl Lagerfeld, it wouldn't have been as outrageous as it was. Oh, no. And yeah. usually, usually I'm just like, Ugh, yeah, the Met Gala, fine, whatever. And then I started seeing the photos And I'm like oh give me the popcorn This is fun Um, (laughs) I loved the parodies That were coming out I think my favorite one was a picture Of the Fisher Price telephone On the carpet And it said the phone from Skinnamarink Has just arrived at the Met Gala (laughs) I completely lost it When I saw that
2: oh my god it was wild like i'm like what is ha- i'm like just i wasn't i didn't even know it was happening that day and i just started seeing pictures of the cat walking around and i'm like oh is that shoe is that carl wagerfeld <laughs> fucking cat is that somebody's dressed like i wonder mm. who it is well there's little nasek so it's obviously not him because he's just dressed as a man cat not a furry.
1: and i i love that whenever every time they asked little a good question he would respond with meow, 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 yeah i yeah yeah
2: <laughs> fucking <What a> weird <laughs> dude i i feel like i feel like it's almost like meta like they just went they knew that it was going to be insane like mm-hmm. if we choose carl lagerfeld it's going to be the most insane thing we've ever done so we're going to do it and just uh, let it let her rip. Mm-hmm. Just let people go buck wild, <laughs> and they did, and they did, oh,
1: yeah. and much lovingly so. But I want that photo of Lizzo wearing a Lagerfeld dress in the back of a McDonald's eating the French fries. I want that as a poster, because I, that deserves to be worshipped. That photo. I just went Lizzo cannot make me want to queen out more than I already do with her presence. She goes and pulls that and I'm like, Yes! Yeah! Yes, <laughs> i took that when that was going on when I saw that.
2: Uh
1: <laughs> so yeah. God God bless I, her.
2: I, uh, I think <laughs> that I think that the only uh piece of trivia I can give you before you watch the movie is that. There are a lot of cars in this movie. Uh because it's a repo movie. Every mm-hmm. car you're going to see is going to have one of those little um uh evergreen tree uh air fresheners in it. Okay. That's because the company that makes them sponsored the movie. <laughs> oh, of course. Why not? <laughs> Which course. is how, you would never Coke? Yeah, Pepsi, sure. Chevy, all right. Like but the company that makes the air fresheners <laughs> it's great why not it's great um but just to give you an idea of the soundtrack right um the, the the theme song is iggy pop okay you got a song by the circle jerks you got a song by suicidal tendencies got black flag you got the plugs um you got some stuff in there that's going to be a little different uh you got Louis armstrong and you got the Andrews sisters for reasons that will become <laughs> um evident uh, you got a lot of songs by Circle Jerks and The Plugs. You got a song by Fear. It is a very, very punk rock. Uh, you know, it is very, very punk rock.
1: So the this is basically the, a movie that Matthew Lillard's character from SLC yes. would jerk off to. Yeah, probably did. <laughs> we don't know that.
2: <laughs> that was cut. <laughs> I. <laughs> let's start that rumor so that if one of us can get to meet Matthew Lillard at a at a show coming up, we can be like, hey, so do you want to – do you have anything to say about this rumor that you jerked off in the movie to repo Man?"
1: <laughs> Speaking of Matthew Lillard, real quick, um, b- before we go, I, I have to mention, have you yet watched the Boulay Brothers Halfway to Halloween special? I
2: have not watched it yet. I know I need oh. to. I know he's amazing.
1: Oh, the whole thing is so much fun. I, I fortunately, I had people so I I had the intelligence to download Shutter on my phone because when I was in the hospital, that's when it dropped, and so there is no Shutter obviously in the hospital. So I was like, well, okay, they I'll, need to work uh, on
2: that. My healthcare <laughs> dollars need to get Shutter in every room at so, every hospital.
1: I watched it on my phone and let me tell you, it was the perfect antidote to everything that was going on around me it is so deliciously campy and fun. Not only is Matthew Lillard great in it, but so is Felissa Rose. Her segment is hilarious. Um, and just the whole thing is just a blast. I, 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 I want the Boulet brothers to do another one next year because it was so much fun. <laughs>
2: I, Let's let them do halfway to Halloween every year.
1: I agree. Like, I totally agree. Halloween I, is
2: slowly <laughs> taking over the full year cycle. <laughs> Let's hey, go. We, I mean, we had like six horror movies based on Christmas this year. Like was big about, ones. I know horror adjacent.
1: I was about to say if we can have Christmas in July, we can have halfway to Halloween. Yeah. We can some, have halfway to Halloween.
2: Now. We can have haunted Christmas we can have we can have spooky fireworks let's just go all in <laughs> all year i am i am keeping up i'm doing a horror movie every day for 365 days which is just me you know that's just me every day anyway yeah uh, like literally like oh i'm just keeping track of what i watch now okay and i am currently i don't know how many days we've gone through this year so far but i am currently let me see at 131 films
1: and you've barely scratched the surface of Tubi's uh catalog it sounds like that in that case because they have you name it they throw it on there and they don't care what quality of the print it is too well (laughs) you're right I just
2: realized like in the last couple days I watched Scream 6 um it was really really good by the way I loved it Um, but i realized i haven't watched them like i've watched scream a couple of times four or five times over since it's come out i've watched scream two a couple of times i've watched five cream a bunch of times because i think it's a great movie i think it's fun but i haven't watched them all in order in a long time Ah. and and then i realized as much as i love the halloween franchise i haven't watched them in order like ever Mm -hmm. Like, I'll watch one every single year. I'll watch three every single year. I'll watch two, like, every other year. I'll watch H2O when I'm, you know, when I'm horny for some, like, weird stuff. Uh, (laughs) When I'm horny for that deep blue sea horror moment with LL Cool J and a (laughs) parrot. But I haven't watched those, so I'm going to watch them all in order. I might watch all of the major franchises in order. Uh, nice. Just to, just to say I've I've done it because it's been so long since I've done anything like that. Also, I want to address to directly. I know they listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to need the rest of the Pumpkinhead movies. on service. <laughs> I've got Pumpkinhead one, and that's great. I love Lance Hendrickson. I always have. But I need like blood wings. I need them all, baby. So load them up. I need to see that. That's all I got. Let's watch this movie.
1: You ready to watch this movie?
2: Yeah, you ready to give yourself a mohawk and watch this movie?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Let let me give my bald head a mohawk and (laughs) and watch this movie. Let me give my bald head a mohawk
2: and watch him repo, man. That's I just wrote you a song. Do you like that? (laughs) Yes. I did it for you. I did it for you. (laughs) It's going to be the B-side on Do You Know the Muffin Man by Adam Lambert. (laughs) There they go. (laughs) I'm releasing those albums. I'm doing it. All right, let's watch this movie, Roy.
1: All right, we'll be right back after we watch A Repo Man. Meet
0: Otto. He's a clean cut kid in a dirty business. He repossesses cars. He's a repo man. You gonna give me my car back or do I gotta to go to your house and shove your dog's head down the toilet? His mission is to repossess a 64 Chevy. But hidden within its trunk... What you got in the trunk? You don't want to look in there. Is the most important discovery in the history of our planet. Repo Man. It's a mystery.
2: Suppose you're thinking about a plate of shrimp.
0: Suddenly somebody will say, like, plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp. Out of the blue. No explanation. It's a comedy. What are you doing? Don't do that! It's a chase. It's the forces of law Marlene, I'm on my coffee break. ...against the representatives of discontented youth, against the finest minds in government. I had a lobotomy in
1: Lobotomy? Isn't that for loonies?
0: Not at all. And they're all in pursuit of a 64 Chevy Malibu from who knows where. Blam! Eyes melt, skin explodes, everybody dead. Repo Man. The story of the ultimate repossession. Repo Man. Not just a job, it's an adventure. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made but also extremely unique and outside of the box. Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.Troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from The Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free! Did I say free? Yes, they're free! So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.trauma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky!
1: So that way we can talk about the... Insan- insane how he like brilliantly captured Los Angeles in the early eighties. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic oh. movie man. Oh, I is... can't believe I can't believe it took me that long to see this film. It's I it's one of the best it's one of the best <laughs> I I love this
2: movie so so much.
1: <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton played one of the best grouchy over-it-all assholes I've ever seen in my entire life um yeah I just I mean the 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 film I'm like going should I be laughing at this yes I should be laughing at this okay and (laughs) I was asking myself the entire time um I loved how the punk rock aesthetic of the film went with we're not going to show any product labels whatsoever. My favorite one was when he went to his parents' house and asked if they had any food, and he takes a can out of the fridge, and the can simply says, food. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like he's eating dog food.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, the movie is punk rock, and, and, and it's punk rock to the point where, keep in mind when this movie was made, Okay, so this movie came out after The Outsiders
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and right before, like right before um, Breakfast Club and St. Almost Fire. And Mm -hmm. listen, Emilio Estevez's star was on the rise already. Mm -hmm. Like everybody, I know he went with Estevez so he could make you know forge his own career
1: yeah because he didn't want to be with charlie and his dad yeah
2: but everybody knew who he was mm-hmm. yeah because he it, looks exactly like his dad yeah <laughs> like everybody knows who he is everybody's seen everybody in their uh, if, if you remember correctly every single person on the face of the earth saw the outsiders
1: yeah uh, you couldn't escape that movie when it came out i mean it would have it would have been
2: so easy to give Emilio espeth top billing in this movie and they didn't,
1: and they, the didn't. they gave it to I harry dean St- they gave it to harry dean stanton but deservingly so because i yeah. loved him in this film well how I, many he movies was a, such a perfect for i, I you know? know he was the perfect like bitter jaded repo man i mean he was perfect
2: but you know that that is the punk rock that this movie is you, it this is the anti anti-establishment anti-capitalism bend of this movie and they and they gave top billing to to Harry Dean Stanton and not Emilio Estevez absolutely on purpose and it's mm-hmm. absolutely warranted and no and it was it, i can't think of another time before or after that Harry Dean Stanton got top billing
1: i think this is the only time because he's always just been a supporting character and even he, even when he, he had a yeah. big yeah whenever he, he had a big character he never got top billing like this no.
2: yeah so like that yeah the, just the anti-cap the fact that they got harry dean Stanton to play the um the kind of core capitalist character like mm-hmm. y- like like you know you're you're in commission that's better than sales like all <laughs> of those
1: things. Like, what, what, he what, swallowed that reagan kool-aid yeah Yeah, I love that this film was a giant middle finger to the whole entire Reagan era of the United States. I just I and and, yeah, I mean, you could tell I everybody who had, like I said, swallowed the Kool-Aid. All except for uh, what's his face from the, from uh, Batman. Uh, who <laughs> Tracy, my fa- uh,
2: what's his last name? I can't remember
1: right now. My Tracy. favorite character in the film, by the way, that whole, oh, spe- that whole speech he gave about UFOs actually being time machines. Yes, was awesome. And he's like, I don't drive; I take the bus, and that what makes me smarter because I'm concentrating and thinking. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 and he's also theory, the only his theory turns out to be correct.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's the only character in the movie that doesn't sell out.
1: No, yeah. Down to the with punk what he kid. Is. Yeah,
2: the, the he, ones he that stays are stays
1: true th- to himself.
2: That are about to perpetrate the scream robbery in the liquor store, uh, <laughs> where they're sitting outside, and he's like, well, "I, I want, I want you to have my baby," and she's like, "Why?" And he, and he's like, "Cause that's just what we." That's just what you do. Like, you know, while he's got his shaved head and his earring and his, you know, fatigues and all that stuff. Like
1: when that scene happened, I was just like, who did this? Quentin Tarantino? (laughs) Well, it's like the beginning of Pulp Fiction out of nowhere.
2: That's what I'm saying is when I when I said earlier in part one, like, remind me to to tell you, like, why this movie I, I think that it had a huge effect because Quentin Tarantino has said, this is one of his favorite films.
1: Um, oh, I could tell, I could definitely tell after watching this.
2: I mean, if you look at the correlations, just even in not thematically, but like the trunk versus the briefcase, those kind of speeches, like the one you just mentioned, right. Was felt very Tarantino. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of DNA from this movie that Tarantino included in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I also I pointed this out to this film also came off like a sister film to Liquid Sky. Because Might be the
2: smartest thing you've ever said. Because
1: real. because both films are set at a very unique time in the 80s and mm-hmm. and both films perfectly captured a counterculture. Aesthetic with with mm-hmm. Liquid Sky, with Liquid Sky, it was the the rise of the post-punk new wave scene where with this film it was the evolution of punk in the 80s right uh where it got more dangerous and deadly instead of you know like the fun stuff with the ramones and dressing up and weird clothes and everything all of a sudden it started getting a little neo-nazi-ish mm-hmm. um i think if you were and of course both involve aliens um <laughs> so right I think if this would be that would be like a perfect double feature with each other. And they also both have the same pace in telling their story. It's, yes, it, 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 it takes its time to get to the story. It does not rush the story whatsoever. Um, and I I would love to see this as a double feature built someplace because they 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 would both work together perfectly.
2: Um, I do want to talk a second about. uh. Debbie, who uh, <laughs> was uh, Duke's girlfriend, the one we were just talking about in the car,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, who um, affects British aphorisms but without a British accent, and I think that that is insanely off-putting, like on purpose, right? Well, like, it just was...
1: goes to show that Matthew Lillard was correct in that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that when she started talking I was like this is who he's Talking about this bitch right here Um The how bad So the the nuclear scientist
2: The guy who has the car right
1: Who's slowly that, melting inside His body yeah Yeah.
2: What, how bad did they want Dennis Hopper For that role and couldn't get him Oh you
1: know he would have been Perfect for that role Oh my god
2: Uh <laughs> <laughs> they wanted him so bad that they couldn't get him it's sad but i i this is one of my favorite movies of all time like this is in my top 10 i i I could watch this movie oh and i have in the past watched it a lot of times this is the first time in a long time i've watched it but it's so good it's such a good outside of just being a weird 80s movie man mm-hmm. like which is my sweet spot anyway like this is Again, anti-capitalist, anti-religion. There was some mm-hmm. great anti-religion in here. There were some great takes on um, L. Ron Hubbard and Dianetics. And... Oh,
1: yes. Oh, that was <laughs> awesome. The whole di- the, Dianetics, I think, or, or Diabetics or whatever it was Dietretics, called.
2: Dietetics. It was just enough off to be, to, to be off, you know?
0: Because I remember
1: at that point in the 80s, it was really starting to take off. It was like, have you read this book? You need this mm -hmm. book. Even my parents bought that goddamn book. And yeah, I remember that was like, you need to read this book. It's going to change your life. And
2: yep. (laughs) And then when at the end, when they have the car finally. Right. When everybody is gathered at the car. um,
1: The only person who could go in and the only person who could go into it was the person who didn't sell out.
2: Tracy Walter. Yeah. Mm Yeah. The only person that could go in was the person who didn't, who stayed true and didn't sell out. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Emilio Estevez, because he's invited in because he hasn't really sold out,
1: you know. He was on the cusp of selling out, but then realized, what the fuck am I doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So but they bring in the rabbi, the priest and um, <laughs> yes and and the preacher and it, and the the car burns a hole in the
1: bible <laughs> bible <laughs>
0: so oh and i good.
1: i loved i i do love how it speared you know televangelism which is god that has not changed at no. all since the 80s it's just it's it's just now got Joel Osteen's face on it yeah, right um But But uh,
2: everything was there, man. And maybe it's because I'm a child of the 80s and I lived through all of that nonsense, you know. And as a kid, you're watching these grownups do these things and you're like, what is why? What are you doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, this movie encapsulates the not making sense and the ridiculousness using repo men as a catalyst for an anti-capitalist movie is brilliant. Mm -hmm. because it's the it's the worst job right like Mm -hmm. because somebody couldn't pay for this thing you're taking it back um
1: it's just well like the the family when when you went to go pick up that old woman's car and then her whole entire family came in and the whole thing was a setup you know i mean yeah i mean I first of all I felt bad for her before the family came in. I was just like, oh man, they're gonna you know, he's gonna yeah. screw this woman over. And then the family came in and I was like, Oh yeah, kick his ass. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that that's
2: when he learned that it wasn't worth it. Like yep. that's the that's the lesson, right? Uh because he doesn't send the repo crew after those people. He sends it after his old asshole boss at the grocery yeah. store. <laughs> like it's just I don't know man it's it's a great movie like I think everybody should should this should be in the in everybody's kind of you know uh quiver of cult movies
1: it's a big movie. I see I see why it is one of the cream of the crops of yeah. cult films because it, it really really is I mean this is it is an excellent time capsule movie if you want to understand v- if you, if you if you just want to understand why Reaganomics sucked.
2: How this it killed a, a nation. yeah, How
1: it killed a nation. the and middle and class. Yeah. yeah. This movie is a perfect example of that. I also love that I now know where the phrase let's go do crimes came from. Um, <laughs> uh, I think my favorite line in the movie, though, is after what happens with the, the back of the car. Yeah. Um, the, the guy with the shaved head and, and fake British accent girl, they decide to run off. And he's like, yeah, let's go get some sushi. I'm paying. I, that made me laugh so hard because sushi culture in the 80s yes. was so obnoxious. Uh-huh. It, was, it was such a status symbol in the 80s to be like, oh, I'm going to go eat sushi. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, so what? You're gonna go eat some. I can go down here to Kroger and get some sushi. Also, so what? Yeah, <laughs> but I that line was such an '80s thing to say. Um, it really was. It, and I and the movie was chock full of a lot of lines. Oh, like it that. was. Can we talk about
2: Elizabeth Barish for a little bit and her yes. character in this? because yes. she had the weirdest character. Like she, th- you could pick up that character of Lila and drop it into Liquid Sky, and it wouldn't miss a beat.
0: Yeah, it would, like you it wouldn't would even need to work. rewrite it.
2: Yeah, because she worked at the Fruitcake Factory, which was a um, a conspiracy theory
0: place.
1: Like it was like, a, it, it was like it was like a conspiracy theory. Um investigation yeah tracking yet at the same time are they like trying to keep it a secret i it was it, it was this weird like grayness to what their actual mission was or right? i mean are they there trying to expose the government or are they the government yeah, because, well, because it just suddenly switches out of nowhere and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah,
2: they're, they're definitely working with the government with uh, w- w- there's a great scene where uh, Emilio Estevez meets with um, with Lila and um, what was the name of the um, chat, the name of the um, the name of the head of the, the the government organization that's tracking this vehicle and trying to capture it.
1: The woman um, with the metal hand? Yeah,
2: that interaction between the punks when he goes to the bar. Oh, they're and sucking
1: they're, her fingers. Yeah. Ooh, metal hand. <laughs> <laughs> and she's showing it laugh, like, do you like what you see? She was a David Lynch character in search of yeah. a David Lynch
2: movie. Yeah. She really was. <laughs> she definitely was. And also the scenes... So, like, in passing in a lot of these scenes, you've got guys in full hazmat gear just dragging people off the street. again, mm-hmm. uh, very, very uh, slyly kind of shining a light on the on the homeless situation. Um, you know, like all of these things are tying together and just painting this portrait of l a of Allah in the
1: yeah, because, yeah, because they were trying to erase the presence mm-hmm. of, especially since, the olympics were going on at the time in 1984 down there in los angeles they were doing everything they could to erase the homeless and this yeah this government conspiracy company they i noticed the people that they were purposely picking up and hiding and getting rid of or trying to burn and they wouldn't catch on fire which was interesting um all looked homeless So yeah, I caught that analogy right away. I was like, oh, interesting. Because I remember remember hearing that in the news because history repeated itself in San Francisco for the 50th uh, Super Bowl, when the then mayor of the town was uh, the city which was basically bussing the homeless out of the city to other parts of the Bay Area. So that way it didn't look like San Francisco had a homeless problem.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's the I think there's an undertone in this whole movie of sanitization.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Like of, of 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 the government agency was just trying to sanitize everything. um, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of I, I don't know, man. Like, I just would, would I you know, say
1: this is the deepest movie we've seen so far? He,
2: again, you know. I think that the credit for deepest movie we've seen goes to SLC punk, but I think this is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this ranks in the, I think this ranks in the, and I don't know if it's fair because of what it is. Right. But it ranks in the quote unquote best movies we've seen
1: for sure. Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah. It's it's not I, a fair comparison because of, you know, it is this movie, but
1: well, I mean, even Cisco—I mean, not Cisco, but Roger Ebert gave this thing three and a half out of four stars, and honestly, this does not seem like a movie Roger Ebert would like. But yeah, he he raved about this movie and the yeah. message it had, and the way it looked and everything. And I was like, wow, if you touch the cold heart of Roger Ebert, <laughs> right, then you're doing something right with this movie. <laughs>
0: All right, but, so what yeah, do you say? Should, this
1: is this, people... this is a must see. I mean, yeah. it really really is even if you're not into the whole 80s punk scene or anything, this movie is a history lesson. If you want to understand the ugly underbelly of the 80s, this film does it right. Yeah. Like this movie is the
2: the, the dark mirror of Back to the Future. Like yeah you know what i mean like the sanitized 80s blockbuster sci-fi movies like mm-hmm. this is the other side of this like you said this and like liquid sky and uh, you know any of those movies that fall into that i'm not going to put extra out there cuz that's out there but
1: you, you know, know extra is just what the fuck
2: yeah uh. that's a different that's a whole different thing but like you know liquid sky this movie those those are things that are the 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 dark mirror to your sanitized your ETs mm-hmm. and your uh back to the futures and, and your, your whatever news. needs
0: yeah
1: yeah and by the way the Criterion collection print of this film is gorgeous oh it's so good uh, it's so good and i i haven't had a chance to watch it yet but i've i've heard how infamous the television cut to this film <laughs> is and i was so happy to see that this included the television cut where they had to re-record the dialogue and it just, apparently the television cut has a, a deeper cult following than the <laughs> film <laughs> itself. Sure. So I can't wait to watch it with the television cut. I'm hoping it's just as enjoyable as like the television cuts of Scarface and Showgirls. <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, this falls into a solid, um, everybody should watch this movie oh, if yeah, they're listening definitely. to this show they should. and they haven't watched this movie, they should watch this
1: movie uh, I had a lot of friends who when they found out this was my first time watching it just go like what? you're kidding right? you? you've never, what? I got chastised at the Texas theater down in Oak Cliff for revealing <laughs> that I'd never seen this before, the staff was basically doing the shame none with me <laughs> <laughs> with, with I imagine so, yeah, <laughs> like I know, I know, I know, so
2: <laughs> this is one of those repertory movies that oh, all yeah. of these people have you know that, that if you're a, if that's where you live, then you, this you live in this movie,
1: you know, like
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's just it's it's so good it's it's so, so good.
2: Let's okay. So everybody should watch it. We know that. Okay, cool.
1: So what do you have planned? Because we uh, because because for June. So I have already. I have. Well, I have. We're recording this half before we talk about the room half, and the room is probably going to be released before this. So I I haven't revealed to you yet what uh, my film choice is, but we're doing three films next month. Um. Because we are bringing um, our our friend Courtney back. Yes. Because she recommended um, the the Celine Dion esque movie to us. Uh, what's what was the name of it again? Oh God, I don't know. It's like our,
2: our it's something. I don't know. We'll 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 lock it down
1: for sure. <laughs> But uh, hold on, let me see if I can do this work. Celine Dion, biopic. Uh, so I will be completely honest. I do, there it is. I do
2: not have a movie picked yet. So oh, really? It might just be a surprise. It completely oh. slipped my mind. It's been such an insane month. It's completely slipped my mind. So I'm going to have to come up with a movie, which I will okay. do. Um, and we will lock that down and we will watch that movie um i will have something for us uh before we are done um with this month's recordings let's just say that
1: (laughs) all right well for sure we're going to be doing aline that's the name of the movie aline uh this was a movie that came out last year in 2022 and it was uh, a comedian by by the name of Valerie uh, Lemercier. I'm probably butchering that name. But she was so desperate to make a biopic about Celine Dion that she went ahead and did it, which is apropos to the room, um, I think. So I'm hoping we're getting room levels of, of bad with this. And since Courtney was the one who recommended it to us, we're like, well, we're going to bring you along to watch this thing also. So she'll be back, and we'll be talking about uh, this potential train wreck that is the unofficial Celine Dion biopic. <laughs> hey, uh, listen. T- the,
2: the, you she brought it to us. Yes. She blew our minds with the idea that this exists. So, she gets to come back and do it with us. I think that's only fair. I
1: agree. But um, the film I originally wanted to show to you, just to kind of give you an idea of where I went, um, the film I originally wanted to do with us, I couldn't find anywhere because apparently it is so out of print (laughs) that that it's been buried. We were originally going to do Escape from Tomorrow. Okay. The which was the film that was made illegally at Walt Disney World. Oh. Okay. But that film is now so buried, you can't find it. Anyway, not even on BitTorrent. Can you find this thing? I scrubbed and scrubbed and scrubbed and couldn't find it anywhere, and I went, "Well, fuck, I got to go with something else then." Yeah. <laughs> um but um I have shit. I'll go ahead and reveal now and I'll reveal yeah, we'll on flip, the,
2: We'll flip it. So you give me yours yeah. now and I'll give you yours. I'll give you mine at the end of the other, the end of the rainbow there.
1: <laughs> so the, the, the movie that we're going to be doing that I have picked out for you is a musical.
2: Yes. It,
1: it is from the 80s. Okay. It stars Pia Zadora. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, We're doing Voyage of the Rock Aliens.
2: Oh, fuck. All right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Starring Pia Zadora, Ruth Ruth Gordon, uh, and um, um, Jermaine Jackson.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. Of course. So, and uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy from Nightbreed, he's in it also. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So, get ready for this. Um. Yeah. It's it's got it's got all it, it's got the majority of the music's performed by Pia Zadora, and uh, it is definitely the Pia Zador experience. Okay. <laughs> and so, and the best way to describe the film was this, this film was basically a send up of the whole time in the '80s, where it was the rockabilly scene versus the new wave Duran Duran scene. Uh, basically, straight cats versus Duran Duran, over whose musical scene was cooler. Nice, nice, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you'll be seeing some rockabilly aesthetic, and basically the the band, the alien band that represents Duran Duran, you expect them to start singing the song "Space Pants" that Peter Dinklage sang on right. SNL. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, man, I'll watch, I'll watch that, I'll watch that sketch a thousand times in a row. And
1: then, you, and then you got Pia Sedora, and for some reason Jermaine Jackson, who and, and Jermaine Jackson has nothing to do with the plot for this film, as you'll see. So, <laughs> so that's 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 my pick for you. So, surprise, we're doing Bars all
2: right. Rock Aliens. So we're doing two musicals. I think it's safe to say we'll be doing three by the end of uh, by the end of things, because I think I know what I'm going to do.
1: Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. No, no, (laughs) I almost went with that one, too, to be honest. no. I think
2: you'll be I know which I know what I'm going to do.
1: Ah, so are you going to reveal it to me then in the the room episode?
2: Unless uh, unless you want to unless you want it now. Oh. I'll review it then, but, or I could tell you now.
1: Oh, go ahead and tell me now. What is it?
2: Uh, do you like Brian De Palma?
1: Yes, I like Brian De Palma.
2: <gasps> you like Brian De Palma?
1: Um, doing Phantom of the Paradise? Yes!
2: yes! Oh, I love that movie! Oh my it's God! on the list. I have a short list of movies to choose. So I hadn't chosen one yet because I didn't have a theme yet. But then I was like, wait. We're doing for The Rock Aliens and the uh, Unauthorized Authorized Biography of Celine Dion. Well, that makes things easy for me. So Phantom of the Paradise it is.
1: Oh, that's a film so close to my heart. I love that film so much. And I can't wait to talk about it because I've never it seen was, it. It was filmed here in Dallas. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it.
2: I have never oh, seen it. This will be oh, first viewing for me.
1: Oh, you're in for such a treat with this film. You're good. Be- I, I'm gonna let you know right now if it's because uh, Disney owns this sucker now. If it's available to purchase still on Shot Factory, just buy the fucker. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, you're, you're gonna want this in your life. It's so listen, good.
2: Operation New York Ninja. I pretty much just buy it if you tell me to. Like <laughs> this. So.
1: Oh, this you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with this movie. It is so good. I Paul Williams, music is amazing. The. The characters are amazing. Oh, God, you're going to fall in love with beef. I, I can't wait to hear your reaction to the character beef. Um, Oh, God. Yeah, you picked a good one. Oh, you picked a good one.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad that I did.
1: <laughs> I could right. be
2: happier than that that's that that happened
1: and what's great is is that the film as you'll see the film actually predicted the rise of the glam rock scene too you'll see how when you watch the movie <laughs> because the film came out like right at the precipice of the glam rock scene and how it exploded in real life is shown in this movie so yeah i can't wait for you to see it It well, predicted it
2: it is currently 40 percent off for the collector's edition shout factory on Amazon at $17.99.
1: Grab it. I'm <laughs> buying it now. <laughs> you because you're gonna want to own this movie. You're gonna wanna and you and you want that insane artwork on the cover with Paul Williams coked out of his mind, yeah, just grinning from ear to ear <laughs> with his Doctor Zayus. Yes,
2: <laughs> with his Doctor Zayas
1: glasses. Yes,
2: <laughs> yep, it's on the way. It is. Oh, okay. It is en route to me now. So I'm. I haven't seen this. All I've heard is people talk about it. I've heard you talk about it. You oh, know, so good. I. It's one of those movies where it's just like. That's the problem with this current environment we're in. There's too much. It's too mm. much to watch. So, like, it's been, you know, passed down for, you know, passed over so many times. So this time I'm forcing myself. So we're gonna watch it. All
1: right.
2: It'll be great with. Uh, I, I think it'll be a good double feature with Voyage of the Rock Gods.
1: Yes, it will. I, I and will. Who the hell I'll, knows
2: what the cherry on top of this thing <laughs> you know, we're gonna watch with Courtney's gonna be. <laughs>
1: All right, gang, well, thank you very much for being with us on this episode, and we will be back in June with our musical extravaganza, and then it's our f- fifth anniversary in July, and when we return in June, that's when we're going to do the Wheel of Fate. Yes. Because we already know we're doing, we're, we already know that we're uh, revisiting Pre-Mutos, but... <laughs> There's going to be two other films out of the 20 that we chose that we're going to be revisiting as well. So who, who knows? We may be revisiting something good like Liquid Sky, or we may be revisiting Dot and the Kangaroo. Who knows?
2: Hey, you break the deal. You face the wheel. Buddy. <laughs> so, shit. <laughs> I'm going to dress up like Tina Turner. I'm going to stand in a cage with a saxophone. We'll spin that wheel.
1: Speaking of which, I... I'm totally buying the new Ghost EP coming out. Okay. Because they do a cover of We Don't Need Another Hero. Do they? Yes. Okay. I was like, okay, so you found a way to outtop the fact that you guys did a cover of Missionary Man in 2016 right. by covering Tina Turner. Okay, guys, I see you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Watch Repo Man.
1: I, I insist. You yeah yeah must see. Must see. All cake. Right, see you next time. Talk to you later.